It's 970 WAMD Aberdeen, and this is the Harford Edge, keeping you on the cutting edge of what's new in Harford County and beyond. I'm co-host Leslie Greenlee-Smith, Administrator of Marketing and Communications for the Harford County Public Library, and that is Bob Mumby. The Harford's Edge is brought to you each week by your Harford County Public Library. Today, we'll be talking with special guest County Executive Barry Glassman. Hello, Bob. What's on your mind this rainy morning? Well, we need 10 more seconds of Booker T. (laughs) Okay. Thank you, Booker. (laughs) What's on my mind? Um, If you live in Boston, you better be careful walking around Fenway Park this morning because Manny's ball, home run ball... (laughs) He's going to land any minute now. somewhere out there. (laughs) (laughs) Ah, the class. The class of the league, the the Red Sox. We thought their numbers were thin Mm -hmm. when Aaron Hernandez offed himself. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But they've promoted a few more thugs. Uh, Horrible uh, week up there. Speak with your bat, Manny, Mm -hmm. and let them speak with their Mm -hmm. cowardice. Mm -hmm. Cowardice? That's on my mind. Red Sox. And the other thing is on my mind is, you know, the solid white lines that you pull up to at a light? Yes. And if you're at an intersection, they're there for a reason, because if you pull up three car lengths ahead of them, like some people do, Mm -hmm. people can't turn. Turn, right. That's my thing. (laughs) And in the rain, that's even worse. Yeah, and you can't see them, Mm -hmm. and they're like oblivious or... I always say, you know, the people who do the left lane and go like 50 miles an hour, some people say they're just clueless. I think it's passive-aggressive Yeah, they're taking all their frustration out on the drivers. Right. So, those are the two things on my mind. (laughs) Not this rainy weather? Yeah, you know, Mayflowers. There you go. Positive spin. That's right. And pollen hopefully gone. My car was green yesterday. Yes, Yes, I know. Um, and all the stuff I didn't clean up around on my deck from doing some work out there is now. Mother Nature did away. it for you. That's right. And um, what are we going to do? Some let's do uh, let's do our trivia. Ooh, excellent! Jennifer has some good ones for you this week, Bob. Well, they better not be too good. I know. I know. All right. How long is a fortnight? Um, a month. It's two, two months. weeks. Two, two weeks. weeks. Two, two was on your mind. That's right. Okay, good one. What dancer from Omaha, Nebraska was born Fred Austerlitz? Fred Astaire. Oh, bingo. Incidentally, he was born May 10th, 1899, and passed away June 1987. So he, he lived was, a good, uh, long life. He was in a class by himself. Sure was. Sure was. What is the first CD ever pressed and sold in the USA? Oh. Michael Jackson. Oh, Bruce Springsteen, born in the USA. I didn't well, know that. Okay. I should have known that. Well, now I've you been, do. I've been to 24 Bruce Springsteen have shows. Have you really? In my long life. I have never been to a concert, but I imagine that he puts on a great show. You always get your money's worth. Excellent. Um, all right. Why is Cinco de Mayo celebrated? What's the history of that? It is uh, the Mexicans um, were able to def- successfully defend... Uh, their port, even after the French pretty much uh, sold them down the river. Mm-hmm. That is correct. That is correct. What was the port? Veracruz? Uh, pu- Puebla. Oh, okay. In 1862. So we've been celebrating Cinco de Mayo for a really long time. <laughs> and evidently France has been selling countries down the river for a very long time. <laughs> they do dovetail, don't they? <laughs> they say... They say um, France has uh, four states of, um, remember we had orange coat, orange yes, coat, yellow. Yes. They had four. One was um, uh, hands up, run, um, uh, capitulate, then cooperate. <laughs> oh, all right. Here is a good one. 
Which U.S. state gave the world Little Richard, Otis Redding, and Gladys Knight? This is another one I didn't know. Um, it's a southern state. Georgia. Yes, good job. I'm impressed. Georgia. I knew Little Richard, and I knew, because uh, um, Gladys Knight, um, um, Midnight Train in Georgia. Okay, all right, good job. Okay, this is our last one. What does a Scoville unit measure? Uh, that would be uh, hotness of, yes. of uh, peppers. Yep. And it goes from like zero to like a million and a half. Yes, yes. And the hottest pepper is the Carolina Reaper. Which is like, like a um, jalapeno is like a 10. Mm-hmm. And that thing is a million five. What would you ever eat that in? Like that? People just do it. it but it can, it's capsaicin uh-huh. is the, uh, the, uh, the ingredient. And oh, really? It can kill you. Oh, I can imagine. Because it is a neurotoxin. And the reason that for hot food, and it's funny, we were just talking about this the other night, so <laughs> I happen to know a little about this. It's mostly in southern climates. It's mostly when, when um, food and um, are left out, or you know, in the heat before they had refrigeration. Okay. And the capsaicin um, actually killed um, most of the bacteria (laughs) that uh, would have grown in the food, if not for the hot stuff. Okay. So that's why, like uh, India and. The Caribbean and um, uh, Thailand, um, a lot of uh, in Latin America. Um, that's why that was at least the beginning of the hot stuff. Well, that makes sense. You don't see Swedish food being spicy. No. And certainly it's not gelled. British food. <laughs> that's all the trivia we have for you today. You did great on those today. Oh, those were good ones, too. Uh-huh. I should have known the... Um, um, the fortnightly. Well, wow. uh, um, we're uh, before we, we're going to jump to a break fairly soon, so we can get our county executive on the line with us. But in addition to uh, interesting things, um, Chanel Number no. Five, Ooh, one of my favorites, first modern perfume mm-hmm. was released on this day in 1941. Um, wow. Um, Karl Marx was born on this day in 18. 18- um, and died 1883. Adele is 28 today. Gosh. Willie Mays, one of the best baseball players ever, turned 86 today. And actor George Clooney turns 55. Are you a big George Clooney fan? I like his movies. Mm-hmm. I do. Um. I like it's funny, casual, like spirited movies like Ocean's Eleven, those types. Yeah, and I, I really yeah. liked him in um, Oh Brother, Where Art Thou? Hilarious, yes. He's um, a good actor, I think. And easy on the eyes, let's be honest. Yes, yes. This, this, <laughs> this I am told. Um, I have a buddy who's a director and a executive producer out in L.A., and he's got to be good friends with George and... They say he's a nice guy. Yeah, they play, yeah. you know, he's known him for like 20 years since mm-hmm. before ER. And mm-hmm. um, he said George never had a problem getting a date. I believe it. <laughs> I believe it. Now he's going to be a father. Uh, that's right. Um, the tunnel opened today um, in 1994. 31-mile undersea tunnel. Did you ever go through the channel? No, uh-uh. Pretty cool. 31 miles. That's a long trip. Yes. Um, Marlene Dietrich uh, died mm-hmm. uh, 30 years ago today. Wow. And, and well, I forget what she was in. And there's a woman who um, jumped off the 300-foot-high Clifton Suspension Bridge. But... Billowing wind, wind billowed her skirt, and she survived. 
No way. Three hundred foot fall. Then you know you have a purpose in life. Maybe you that's know it. what I mean. Like, there's got to be a deeper meaning for that. <laughs> or as George Carlin said, you know, you can't even commit suicide, right? <laughs> <laughs> but we we won't go there. There's a great story about uh, some French guy who tried to off himself, and it, it's 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 comedic. He survived. Um, but, um, I'll, I'll bring it, I'll, I'll bring, bring it up next time because it's, it's, he had all these things planned and they all like went against him. So it all ended up being very painful, but he survived. <laughs> um, we do need to revisit that. Yes. Yes. Uh, we're not making light of it. No, of not at all. Okay. Well, you know, let's get, um, our, um, um, county executive on the line. So, okay. uh, Okay, well, let's take a break, and when we come back, we'll be talking with Hartford County Executive Barry Glassman. Hartford County Public Library's Innovation Lab, located at the Abington Library, is now open to the public with hands-on training for area community members ages 6th grade and above. Through creative experiences in the Innovation Lab, you can develop new skills, resources, and products that will help to drive Harford County's economy forward. The Innovation Lab's technology includes the MarketBot Replicator 5th Generation 3D Printer, 3D creation software including MarketBot and PrinterBot, 123D Make and 123D Design, professional green screen with Studio Lightbox and both Apple and Windows computers all to help create your electronic video, audio publishing, and 3D design projects. For more information or to reserve the Innovation Lab for your special project, call 410-638-3990 or visit the Abington Library at 2510 South Tollgate Road. Welcome back. I'm co-host Leslie Greenlee-Smith, Administrator of Marketing and Communications for the Hartford County Public Library. And that is Bob Mumby, and this is the Hartford Edge. We're delighted to have Hartford County Executive Barry Glassman on the phone with us today, and we have a lot of good things to talk about. Barry, welcome, and thank you so much for being with us today. Good morning. It's good to, good to hear from everyone. Great. I'm, I'm always relieved when the... Um... The phone connection works. Yes. Yeah. And secondly, how can you, um, we fixed our microphone phone. Can you hear me okay, Barry? I can, yeah. Oh. Better than last time. Oh, that was, Excellent. A, that was a disaster. Uh, I thought I was having like a, a hearing failure. If you panic. I'm getting, yeah, I'm, I'm aging, so I thought my hearing was going quicker than I thought. Yeah, my kids do that to me too. They'll, uh, they'll start talking lower just to make me think I'm losing my hearing. Oh, Which I am. <laughs> I know it's it's a it's a it's a bad uh, offshoot of getting a little bit older. Mm -hmm. and well, I, just to tell you a funny story, I I you know you have all these annual tests now that you hit 55 and so forth, and so I hear I had my hearing test and uh, it was pretty good. It was it was falling off normally for someone my age. Uh, the funny thing is, there was a certain tone that I dropped more in. And the doctor told me it's the tone of uh, women, probably like your wife. And so I went home to tell Debbie. I was like, you know, it's funny. The only real bad tone is the one that comes across in a woman's voice. And she's like, that's why you can never listen to me. <laughs> <laughs> now you have medical proof for it, right? <laughs> I do. I, I, she doesn't believe me. She wants to send me to another doctor. Yes, Second sec opinion. That's right. Well, I'm not a vet to, 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 to compare age-related stiffness and maladies with someone who runs about um about 50 miles a week so uh true um and, and barry we're um i know you're very um modest we're just going to get give the folks a quick uh bio of you then we're going to get right into things um uh you've been in public service for 30 years um and uh, frankly um in every level, uh, the, the, the delegation, uh, as a senator, on the local level, uh, you, you really been always known as a hard worker and a um, someone who um, is known for his uh, character and um, uh, leadership. And I, that was my um, editorial comment. Your family, uh, your family roots go back to the 1800s. Raised on a small farm, you were a member of the Level Fire Company starting at age 18. Um, 
you uh, you chaired the Hartford delegation for many years um, until the late great Senator Bob Hooper re recommended uh, you as his replacement in the state Senate. Um, what a great um, public servant Mr. Hooper was. Um, you were elected the Hartford County 7th County Executive, um, appointed by Governor Larry Hogan to the American, Mer Maryland Economic Development Corporation Board of Directors. Uh, led it in 2016 as the chair of the Baltimore Metropolitan Council, um, and on and on and on. And as all of us know, you've uh, been a longtime supporter of the Hartford County 4-H. You raise a flock of uh, Katahdin sheep, and uh, you live up there in Darlington with uh, your beautiful wife, Debbie, and your son, Jordan. Did I get that all right? <laughs> yep, that's a, that's a pretty good snapshot. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> And that is the first question. How does it feel to hear that? I mean, you've been county executive for, let's say, two and a half years. First of all, does it, is it, does it, does it feel like it's been two and a half years or 25 years? Uh, I, you know, some days 25, but it's gone by so quickly. We're, you know, you already begin. We're just finishing up our third budget, and next in, in January I'll probably, you know, uh, give our fourth state of the county and then we you know it's hard to believe next we're about 12 months out from a primary so uh the term has gone very 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 fast and uh, and there are there are days where there are long days but i think in overall it, it's going quicker and I, and i don't know you know to keep with the aging theme i don't <laughs> know when when you when you go over all those years they they tend to go quicker and quicker um you know i can remember when jordan was born and i was on the uh, uh, county council, and can remember coming in that night, and they had balloons uh, there on my on my meeting chair uh, back at the old chambers, which was at the old courthouse. So I've seen a lot of changes over the years, and it just uh, went by really quickly. And I've been blessed, had to have the chance to serve, but also, you know, work in the private sector. I did uh, close to 25 years at Baltimore Gas and Electric, and was able to to have a pretty good career and do public service, which is nice. One of the nice things about the Maryland legislature, having a citizen legislature that meets three months out of the year. And even the county council is a kind of a part-time position that gave you a chance to, to work and do public service. So that not always easy, a lot of, lot of scheduling and balancing. And uh, uh, Debbie and Jordan have had some sacrifices over the years, but uh, all in all, it's it's been a good run for me. <laughs> but I think the the biggest myth is that th this stuff is part time. <laughs> I know. Well, part time in that you know I say part time is I was able to have a full time job and, and work and and do public service. But you know it that doesn't that doesn't count for all the hours of going to different events and campaigning, fundraising. Um, uh, going into constituent meetings and so forth, it really isn't part-time. I mean, it, it is considered a part-time job in that it doesn't prohibit you from having a full-time job. Uh, I would say county executive, there is a language, you know, in the charter that, that does say the county executive shall uh, commit full-time to the position. So it, the, the county executive position is one of those that does not allow you to, to have outside employment. So that that's the difference and believe me this one is full time 24/7 i always say it it uh whether my pager's going off about an accident or a fire or uh something happening overnight it is it's kind of a 24/7 job <laughs> as a matter of fact that night when you got home when jordan was born that's the last time you were home for in time for dinner wasn't it <laughs> 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 it was. <laughs> well, let's get started with. Uh, we have a lot to talk about. Um, uh, let's start with this. Uh, your your run, uh, the fourth annual Barry Glassman 5K run slash walk. I assume that slash walk was added for me. Um, <laughs> tomorrow at 9 a.m. at Harford Community College. Uh, tell us a little about that. Right, as you know, I I guess about it's almost been 12 years now. 12 to 15 years, I'd. I kind of started running just to, to deal with some blood pressure issues and just uh, uh, to try to, to exercise and so forth, and I really caught the running bug. So I've been running for 12 or so years pretty faithfully, and um, 
one, one of the ideas I had, and actually we started this during the last year of the, my year in the Senate, is doing a, doing a charity run. 5Ks have become very, very popular, almost too popular. We're a victim of our own success because there's so many races now, it's uh, hard for runners to divide out where they go. But when I got elect- elected, I partnered with the United Charities, which is a county organization that we share to, to do some charity fundraising for different organizations. And, you know, my couple of my priorities have been uh, with, with the addictions and, and the opioid uh, dilemma that we have before us was to uh, work with our addiction resource uh, partners that we work with in the community to help us with recovery coaches to provide some funding. Uh, Hartford Family House with uh, our, our homeless uh uh, connection with them to provide uh, emergency housing, winter housing during some during the tough times. And up north in the northern part of my district, my old Senate district, Mason-Dixon Community Services, which in the northern end, a lot of folks don't realize we, we have those same uh, pockets of poverty where folks uh, have difficulty with utility bills, uh, food, uh, grocery, and med- medical costs, and so forth. So Mason Dixon's one of the one of the great northern agencies that does have a food pantry and provides assistance uh, to some of the rural folks in in the northern part of the county. So each year we have this run. We do we get uh, some fantastic corporate sponsors uh, that help us each year, and we're able to give them some direct um, financial assistance towards uh, meeting some of their priorities and my priorities. And, and on that note. Hats off to you and your team, uh, especially the community services group. Um, hats off to Amber Schroeds, who I think there's really 12 Amber Schroeds, Barry. I know. There really can't be just one of her um, and her great team. There's Family Resource Day. Uh, that was uh, the Family and Child Resource Day from last uh, week or the week before. What a great success that was and what a powerful uh, day it was for so many people. It was. It was. Um, I got to stop by. It was opening day for a couple of uh, different uh, parks and recs groups, and we opened Darlington Park that morning. But I did get to spend an hour or so at the college, and we had what a tremendous turnout we had. Um, the Boys to Men program, some young African American uh, male role models were there, and, and young people to help usher and, and help out, uh, and just you know, all the services and resources that the county has to, to bring them into one location for families to see what's available. So many times mom and dad work around the clock and, you know, to meet the, to meet the obligations of, of raising a family, they don't realize how much the county has to offer. I mean, uh, you know, with, uh, with health care, help with uh, mental health connections, housing, uh, jobs, so we have so many resources out there that we just need to make sure people know where to call and how to navigate all the, the services that we have. Yeah, it makes it makes a huge difference because people don't often don't have the resources or the background or understanding of all these moving parts and uh, just a really impactful day. Um, but staying on the, uh, the race for a second, uh, is there still room for people to, uh, to sign up and come? participate there is i think they'll, they'll probably be closing the online down uh, uh sometime this morning but you still can uh come to the community college in the morning the race starts at nine so if you get there at seven thirty or eight you can sign up right at at the college if you were waiting to uh, i know a lot of runners wait to see um how the weather's going to be before they commit to, to buying a, a a bib and and running in a race but it looks like this is going to clear out so we'll uh we'll be able to get the the race in tomorrow morning and uh, have a hot breakfast the community college has been a great partner with me on this and the ladies in the food service will serve a nice warm breakfast uh to everyone after the race and we're inside uh so we'll have a nice warm location right after right after the race so there's time to help out to show up tomorrow morning to to give us a hand tammy and the dining services gang <laughs> yeah at the college so and even if people sign up and and don't show up they've helped harford family house mason dixon community services and addiction connections resource anyway so 
Right. Uh, and, and should they, um, so www.eliteracemanagement.com, but uh, that. Uh, that to go may- on right, yeah, to, to do an online registration uh, right away. And then tomorrow just show up and there'll be a registration table at the college. Fantastic. Yeah. What is your um, five best 5K time? My best is I, uh, I think it was in a Hartford Memorial when they, they used to have a Hartford Memorial race in Haverty Grace. Haverty Grace has a nice flat course. Uh, so I did about 21 minutes down there. I was about a, uh, you know, a little around seven minutes a mile. I'll, since I've gotten older, I did two races over the weekend and did about 8.03 uh, a mile. So uh, I've slowed down a little bit, uh, which is natural. The good thing is um I'm getting ready to enter a new uh, age group. So <laughs> the nice thing is the older I get, there there's not many guys left with decent knees or that can still do it. So I'm hoping when I get in the 60 or above, I'll, uh, I'll, I'll be in there with not, not as many runners. But I enjoy it. Listen, I enjoy it. Uh, I love to run uh, around Darlington, around the Deer Creek, the Mom Pod Trail, which is probably one of the best running trails, walking trails in the state. Uh, and when you look at some of the hills and just as a training run, uh, the Mom Pod Trail is fantastic for training. If you go back and up, you get close to seven miles. You'll get more when we get our connection done here in a couple of years. But uh, it is a great training for, for half marathons and uh, for 10Ks and so forth. So we, in the county, we have Rassac and some great running groups. Uh, and Bel Air has a Bel Air Town run, the first uh, Sunday in June, which is a great run that brings in runners from all over the state and some from out of state uh, to run that run. So it, it's uh, it's great. It's great for stress relief. And, uh, you know, part of my mission, too, is, is try to make Hartford County a, a healthier county. Uh, and we, we talk about uh, exercise and uh, working with your general doctor to make sure you're getting all your tests, treatment, and, and so forth, because I think you know, a healthier county, too, leads to a, a stronger, more prosperous uh, county. Well, I'm I'm going to brag a little and say that I broke 30 minutes at the <laughs> Bel Air Town. <laughs> right. That's a tough one because it can be hot that morning. <laughs> yeah, and there's some it's a, hills are what feel like hills <laughs> yeah. towards the, the last, end. The last little hill before the end, there's a little kick right. up a court, and it's only about 100 feet, but... That one makes it feel like Amen. you think you're almost finished, and then you hit that little hill. Amen. Um, <laughs> and thank you, by the way, for the work the county has done to move forward this connection of the Mont and Pot yes. Trail that was announced, uh, um, I guess, back in the fall. And um, we, we all look forward to that, and thank you. Well, that's going to be a great the, – the engineering – is out there now with the Army Corps and some of our uh, environmental folks to make sure we pick the, you know, the easiest route. And uh, we also want to make sure we're environmentally uh, sensitive to some of the habitats in that area. Uh, So we're looking forward to getting that moving. I funded it in the budget that's currently before the county council. The initial funding for the construction is there. And so that's that's one I'd like to get done as a legacy project that, that I'm uh, hopeful will will get done here in the next couple of years. Uh, that that is great. Um, speaking of our habitats in our beautiful county, um, this Hartford Streams Summer Adventure. I love this. I I think you guys did it last year, and I just love the idea. It is um, it it is basically an initiative for where people can. Uh, register, vil- visit all these eligible locations uh, of streams around Hartford County, take a selfie with the stream in the background, and upload the photos and win prizes. Yeah, it's it's one of the probably the most unique uh, ideas that, that, that came from our department, and actually I'll give credit to our folks in public works and that work with stormwater management, Christine Buckley's group, uh, and it's great. We did. Uh, I did several of them. Found time last year to to go out and do some uh, kayaking and and take a couple of selfies, which the children love. I mean, I think any time you can tie together technology with the younger generation and getting out into the county to see some of the great uh, spots that we have right here in the county, um, 
uh, is really a benefit to all our families. So we're we're excited about that. I'm also uh, we just found out this week uh, that in fact it has uh, received an achievement award from the National Association of Counties. So the out of all the counties in the country, we get we submit some of our programs or they get reviewed. And um, it is one of uh, one of the ones that we received an award for this year for uh, 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 for its uh, really being creative and and different uh, uh, by the the National Association of Counties. So we're we're really excited about that. And that's if folks folks want to find out more about that, uh, give the Hartford County Department of Public Works a call yeah. at 410-638-3217. Right, and, and I think it's probably, uh, the other good thing is the, the new website is, uh, has a lot of information and fairly easily easy to navigate. The, the HartfordCountyMD.gov is a great resource, and I'm, I'm sure it'll be up there when the program gets uh, rolled out for folks to participate. Yeah, I, I'm still always amazed. We'll, we'll take a walk. We'll try out a new stream or a new place. I, I, we keep finding all these great places in the county that uh, we're really lucky to have. Um, it is. Like it's just, yeah, and you don't have to go. The nice thing, you know, we, and we've begun to really incorporate that into some of our, our tourism efforts to really let surrounding uh, counties and areas of the state know about some of these great uh not only activities that we have our our different festivals and thing but you know just for that segment of the population that likes to hike uh bike and run uh or just explore you know natural habitats we've got some very unique um uh habitats throughout the county that range from some of you know mountain type things at the rocks all the way to Otter Point or down at Haverty Grace, the Susquehanna Flats and so forth. So we've got a wide variety and up near me at the Conowingo Dam, if you love bird watching, the eagles, the osprey and some of the uh, the new uh, bird population that has moved into that area up there is great for photographers and so forth. You can go up there on a Saturday morning and the, at the fishing pier below the Conowingo Dam, you'll see it full of photographers just looking at the different birds of prey. Yeah, well, there was a few buzzards uh, that were eyeing my uh, my my little dog. Uh, I know uh, amorously uh, the last time we were up there. Yeah, that's the uh, that's the only drawback with those uh, those buzzards. They're uh, and they they get. Uh, I know uh, some, there is a, and there's a wonderful trail from that fishing pier that goes all the way down to the Deer Creek along the river. And so I, I like to run that trail sometimes, and I came back one day, and the, you have to be careful. The buzzards uh, do like the uh, black rubber gaskets on your windshields and things like that. They yes. get, I don't know if they're bored or just getting used to uh, playing with uh, the photographer's equipment and their cars and so forth. So they're, they, can be, they can be a little bit of a pest. <laughs> <laughs> so speaking of wildlife, um, did I see a picture of you this week with a snake and with and also with high heels? Not the, <laughs> not the same picture. Not the same picture, right? <laughs> yeah, I had a yeah. Saturday was a pretty full day. I did. Uh, I like I said, I ran a a, a tomahawk 5K to help the uh, Haverty Grace some of the Haverty Grace sports teams out and and early in the morning and then uh, our Sark event as we uh, was the honorary co-chair of the Sark walk a mile in her shoes as we, you know, fight sexual abuse and uh, sexual violence really against anyone in the county as we, you know, we kind of promote that, that, that type of, uh, you know, I, I like to, you know, and it sounds fairly simple, but, you know, just the basic premise of try to respect everyone, love one another, and, and you know, try to create some harmony in, in all the all the turmoil that goes on in, in the in the world today that it it does help solve a lot of problems. So that was another they raised over sixty thousand dollars, another great organization that helps women uh that find themselves in, in relationships where either they or their children are at uh at risk and uh Sark has some safe homes and wraparound treatment services to get these folks somewhere safe, get them employed and kinda on a new 
a new course in life. Uh, and, and so I was in high heels there, not real high since I am a runner, and I've learned that one year I did wear the four-inch uh, pumps like you have in your closet, uh, <laughs> and I tried I tried that and ended up being crippled and couldn't run a race the next day. So I I have gone to the appropriate white sandal for uh, someone my age, and oh. that <laughs> so that wasn't too bad. And then later that night, the Susquehannock Society, one of our older uh, groups that was started by Bob Chance and and has a new home, a center there in Darlington at Hopkins Branch. Uh, which with some great habitats for wildlife and with the county, and I've uh, been a long-time supporter of them. So, yeah, I was there, and I do like to handle snakes. I don't know if that's my political background or uh, <laughs> working in the legislature and with the county council, but I am I am adept at handling snakes, and I do enjoy it. Well, you know, you, you, you develop an affinity and a talent. Um, <laughs> On that front, um, uh, I, and Bob Chance, just a quick nod to Bob Chance. Uh, you know, such a big supporter and uh, of our outdoors and our uh, and environment. I love when um, uh, Cindy and I were up at uh, Conowingo, and um, I saw a snake, and I took a picture and I posted it on Bob's Facebook page because I didn't know what it was, and within ten minutes. Bob and about six people had given me answers on it. Right, yeah. And Bob, you know, to Bob's credit, he one of the great things about the Susquehannock group is uh, not only their work protecting the habitat, but the educational piece of it. I, I just, um, you know, and I listen, I love technology and the Internet as, as much as the next guy, but I do think it's so important. And Bob started this 30 years ago, getting young people out where they actually – you know, can see a branch or a stream, get in there, get their hands wet, actually feel a salamander, you know, see the, feel the skin and what it looks like and, and where they live, frogs and so forth. Because the Internet can teach us so much about all the facts and the data, but I, I do think unless the next generation actually gets an appreciation and an on-hands feel for this kind of thing, that they, they don't really have that um, – you know, dedication or that knowledge to know that we've got to protect those habitats, that it's just not a picture, it's just not, uh, you know, a, a video on the Internet, that, in fact, if they touch it, I think they'll have a better appreciation for it. Amen. To know it yeah. is to appreciate it. It's hard yeah. to be, to distance yourself from a lot of the decisions that are being made that can harm uh, these environments unless you really put uh, the reality behind it. Um, the other thing uh, which I love uh, that uh, that you folks are doing is the celebration of cultures, and that is tomorrow, May 6th, um, the 8th annual celebration of cultures beginning at 10 a.m. in downtown Bel Air. Um, and uh, family entertainment, cultural performances, ethnic foods, local artisans, crafts, street performers, kids' activities, music, dancing, demonstrations, and a family movie. Um, again, that lazy group in community services that doesn't get anything coordinated or done. And yeah, and I think the we I think the weather's going to you know hold. It looks like we're going to dodge most of the rain and get it over with today. So I think. That's another event that should be fine for tomorrow, and what a nice chance to go out and uh, kind of have a nice relaxing time, but also learn about some different cultures and folks in Harper County. We we all uh, and we are busy and and think uh, we're the only ones you know dealing with certain things, but there we we we've got a diverse community here in Harford County, and I think the more we know each other, the better we appreciate our differences, and uh, it just goes to make the county a, a more welcoming and, and open place to be. Um, amen. Amen. And we uh, we do have, it appears, as, you know, as always, uh, our business community and our and local institutions always step up. We have... Uh, Looks like the uh, town of Bel Air, the Society of Italian American Business, Ben, the Library, Jones Junction, Visit Harford, APG, FCU, uh, to, uh, to name a few that have gotten behind this and given it a lot of support. Yeah, we our our, our business community and our our corporate partners are just um, a huge piece of what we're able to do. Um, 
and I, I you know, you, you'll look on the back of the T-shirt for our run. A lot of the same partners are on there. Uh, I'm sure I was at the Epicenter in Edgewood yesterday, a group that provides summer camp and services in, in the southern portion of the county to, to some uh, at-risk families there. Uh, I looked on the back of the flyer and, and some of those same names. So we, we are fortunate that we have a group of businesses that are local and invested in the county. They, you know, they, they make a living here and they, they, you know, they prosper as a business. But I, I tell you, most of our uh, business community gives back in, in a lot of different ways, whether through volunteer hours or actually financial support for a lot of our activities. So we're, uh, that's one thing we are very fortunate uh, to have in the county. And um, uh, tell us about uh, this billboard campaign on the heroin awareness, uh, uh, the education um, involved, and often the seemingly harmless beginnings of this addiction for so many people, um, the, the, you know, the prescription painkillers. It is, uh, and... Um... The, the latest version, of course, when we first came into office, one of our uh, one of our first steps was to begin the public awareness, public education piece of, of trying to turn back this opioid tide that has come over not only our county but uh, most of the counties in the state of Maryland and, in fact, across the country. In fact, this morning uh, in Florida, Governor Scott uh, declared an emergency much similar to what Governor Hogan has done here in the state of Maryland, but uh, we've used these billboards as a way to really make parents think about it. I mean, early on, our first one was just telling them, you know, your children that go to school, some of the statistics were showing that, you know, young people as young as middle school were trying heroin. And uh, what we've done in the latest round of billboard uh, uh, campaign is to really begin to draw some attention to uh, sports-related injuries uh, and to be careful uh, when someone does get injured, if your young person gets injured. And, and, and most doctors are well, but, I mean, a lot of doctors do, I think, overprescribe opioids and give too many options, and we just want parents to have that knowledge, much like we want to make sure our young people have the knowledge to recognize the opioids that that are prescribed and how to use them. We want to make sure parents know the risk uh, that could be there so they can look at other treatment options or just make sure they monitor it uh, uh, to just to make sure, you know, that the pills are there and count them and make sure that they're used. If they're not used, to turn them back in on our drug take-back days. Well, hats off. Uh, you know, this has gotten, uh, it's gotten more catastrophic as time goes on it's just it's it's almost unbelievable uh how this continues uh to grow but hats off um to uh, your administration and the council and the sheriff's office and the health department and the school system for really getting a lot done together on this that was something that you always hope is going to happen when it's so important uh but that it really um is what we've, we've seen happening. And um... and, I, and I've been really proud because when I, last year, when we mentioned NAIC, the National Association of Counties, we were, that our program was recognized last year. And as I see what other states and we get contacted from other jurisdictions, uh, I'm so proud that we, we are kind of way ahead of the curve on the fact that the partnerships that we've uh, forged across the agency lines so you got the school board the sheriff uh, and we're all working together a lot of jurisdictions are just now beginning to recognize that how do we come together and how do we do this so um we're we're really an example for the state and a lot of the folks across the country how you kind of work together and you take down those silos and uh and you know we all we don't always agree on everything, but we do in, in this county. All our agencies, we've kind of agreed to the uh, that that sharing information, getting out there, uh, and being unified and working together is the only way we're going to kind of stem this tide. And and you know they keep mixing this stuff with new synthetics and so forth. And 
uh, it, it just gets dangerous, more dangerous each month when they when they mix it. And uh, as you've seen in the media, some of these new formulas are ahead of what the DEA can even figure out what's in them. And unfortunately, uh, a lot of the addicts are uh, using this sometimes without the knowledge that it's been mixed with something else, and that simply just adds to our overdose and to some degree the fatality rates uh and speaking of you know uh working together i something just uh, announced last week i love this um the administration has signed an agreement allowing the school system to access county-owned fueling stations um and as far as capital uh, 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 costs, maintenance costs, certainly the fuel purchasing costs, this is beautiful. It is. It's uh, and it's been. We've talked about this, and we've been. Um, we, we've tried to forge a relationship with the uh, the administration of the school board and the members of the board of education to try to at least keep an open discussion uh, on how we can work together and what areas that we can. Uh, uh, really put our, uh, uh, say, fuel and some of our services that we can kind of do in an efficiency where we combine our efforts to, to save money for everyone. So it, it's tough because, you know, the the way the charter set up state law, the, the Board of Education is an independent agency, and they are not bound to do any of this with us. We're not bound to work with them. So uh, what we're trying to do is find areas where we can find common ground and, and, and save save taxpayers money, and, and it makes sense. So uh, we're hoping that not only we do the fueling, that fleet maintenance and, and some other things that we can do together uh, will help us get that confidence so we can tackle some. Uh, there are some other areas out there that are a little stickier, uh, payroll and uh, procurement. There, there are some areas where I think we can still do a much better job in, in sharing resources, but uh, we've got to start somewhere, and I think this will give us a really a foundation so we can build some degree of trust and a working relationship where we can maybe tackle something else next year. Yeah, it's never easy because every, no. <laughs> everybody's um, always giving something up, and there's, uh, you know, uh, there's a, a lot of... Uh, trepidation that uh, all parties have before basically giving up some of their control of their own um, uh, their own destiny or perceivedly so so uh, hats, hats off on that hats off on Mr. Parrish's letter to the City Council of Aberdeen regarding this $50 fine for people um uh, spending more than 24 consecutive hours at the same location. Um, what the heck were they thinking? Yeah, <laughs> that one caught me off guard, too. I, I don't know. I mean, uh, yeah, that that I just don't know what, what the theory there was other than, you know, they didn't want the folks there and they wanted to find a way to move them. But if you're homeless, you're certainly not going to pay a $50 fine. Um, we there's a continuum of care in in Hartford County where we work with a number of groups and the federal government uh, to have a strategy and um, we we have a pretty good strategy I think and uh, what we want to do is kind of work in partnership and you know the the bottom line is we want to provide services housing and shelter for folks when they need it uh, you know there there's no doubt. Uh, one of one of the areas that we're going to kind of strengthen, and we've begun to do it a little bit, is uh, mental health services providing a, a continuum of care. Listen, a lot of folks that end up homeless have mental health problems, addiction, employment issues, um, in addition to the whole host of economic reasons why they why they don't have housing. So, we we've got a continuum of care I think that wants to provide those kind of services in a wraparound fashion to make sure we not only get folks into temporary housing, that we begin to get them back on a course to sustainability. And, uh, and really, we, we, you know, it's just short-sighted thinking you can move, make folks move <laughs> right. uh, with that. So we, um, we tried to just do that. To street, uh, I think Len did a nice job outlining it in his testimony to the, the council, but um, 
fortunately, I think they 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 saw better, and and we'll we'll work with them. And I think the bottom line is we want to just make sure we we hope the we help those folks that need help, and then we'll accept help. But um, it just it's just it's just an old way of doing business to simply think you can move them. <laughs> yeah, or find them. Yeah. Um, the other thing, uh, I'm sure it has is not easy for you, especially. Um, but uh, would like to thank you for it because it is uh, it is clearly for the safety and the good of the county that you're doing it. Uh, this issue on really reviewing uh, EMS coverage um, and oversight and uh, et cetera in the county. Uh, you come that's in your blood in your blood and in your heart and in your soul being a first responder um, and um, I'm sure it wasn't easy to to to, to begin to tackle that, and uh, we give you a lot of credit for the leadership involved in um, getting everyone to the, to the table to make sure we're covered because we've grown so much. Yeah, that 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 has been a tough one. It's um, but when I first when I ran uh, during the campaign and and one of my platforms, one of the issues that I had kind of you know, spotlighted on one of the reasons I ran for county executive. It, down that list is is the fact that our EMS system uh, really has not been updated in a good while. In fact, Jim Harkins, uh, before he left, had instituted this foundation as a stopgap, uh, and it's, you know, gone on 12 years, and we have some companies hiring EMTs. The county actually pays close to $3 million into this foundation to pay uh, EMTs, and uh, so you know, I've, I've heard different stories and complaints and so forth over the last uh, few years. So one of my goals, uh, even if it's just initially beginning to get the structure in place, is to begin to modernize and formalize the oversight of the EMS system. Uh, our volunteers have done a great job over the years, but as the number of training hours has increased. Where someone that that's holding a 40, you know, a volunteer that has a 40-hour-a-week job cannot uh, really find the time to maintain paramedic training uh, and get the number of sticks and so forth required. Uh, so that that becomes difficult. If we've seen the number of uh, paramedic and EMT volunteers fall off, uh, thus the foundation and uh, Three of our companies have to hire their own uh, EMS personnel. So for the most part, a lot of folks in the county didn't realize, but for the most part, most uh, the vast majority of our calls have paid uh, personnel on board. And what we've done through the help of the University of Maryland uh, is begin to formulate some kind of structure and oversight through the Department of Emergency Services. And uh, the, over the summer, I'll appoint an a EMS standards board, and that will begin to formulate a blueprint on exactly how we're going to do this over the next uh, two to ten years, how it will be uh, kind of transitioned in. For the most part, no one will really see a we, – we've been very fortunate through the foundation and through our volunteers. Our standard of care and response times are well uh, within uh, – the uh, parameters, you know, by the national standards. Uh, we do have some instances where calls have been dropped and we've had to send in crews from other areas, but for the most part, we're, we're holding pretty well. Uh, we, we just need to kind of recognize as a county that's getting over 250,000 people and growing into a more metropolitan system that we, we've got to address this sooner or later. I just want to make sure we do it in a, in a you know, formalized uh, logical way so we're not kind of dealing with it if something bad happens or we have some kind of uh, emergency situation so it, it's tough uh, change is very hard and I know I know this I've come from the system so I know that these kind of changes are, are difficult we're going to be sensitive to our volunteers and all our community partners and uh, we will certainly have them involved in the EMS standards board uh, so that we take everybody's kind of consideration uh, into place as, as we move forward. Yeah, and I just wish folks would realize that, you know, you, you don't want to be in a position um, in 
a year were saying, well, we ha- we realized it was starting. To, uh, we were starting. Uh, the system was starting to uh, be, become a little overtaxed, and we had a chance right. to study it and observe it and prepare, and we didn't. So yeah. um, that's the and key. The bottom, and the and I and I tell folks some some folks, uh, I, I really and I always remind myself of this because um, sometimes this stuff is uh, politically it's tough, and sometimes the negatives are, are, are worse than the positives for a while. But I always remind myself on those tough days, and I, I remind some of my staff and folks that. You know, I really didn't take this job just to do the same old thing. If I wanted, if I wanted to be a caretaker, you know, I, I could have just stayed in the Senate and enjoyed uh, uh, working in Annapolis and so forth. So I really, I did kind of take this job to do something. To, and we've transformed a lot of the, the, the local government here in ways that, po- that folks don't really get to see. But uh, but through technology and our efficiency efforts, we've saved a lot of funds. We've also instituted performance management through uh, online courses, online uh, performance appraisals. And just on the personnel front, we have done some things that uh, had been looked at but really never done over the last 20 years. So um, I'm just proud of kind of my staff and my cabinet just working and kind of believing in me that, you know, I just didn't do this to to do the same old thing. I mean, it, it would be easy to come in here and not and just be a caretaker and and hope things uh, stay the same for for four or eight years. How long you know? However longer I'm here, but I really kind of wanted to do something. So, well, we so we, we did take. Sometimes I don't mind taking a few uh, <laughs> arrows just because you know it, it makes it more rewarding for me and and I think. When I get to see some of the things we've achieved, I know that at the end of the day, and when I'm finished this job, we'll we'll have made some substantial and you know kind of formative changes to local government that'll make the county stronger and better beyond my time. Well, we didn't elect you because you had thin skin. <laughs> <laughs> well, I had. I didn't realize I've, uh, it's become a lot tougher. I guess when, <laughs> and I was warned this when I left the Senate. You know there. When you're in the legislature, you're kind of removed a little bit. You're in Annapolis, and, you know, you, you don't see everyone every day, and it, it's not 24-7. Uh, but I have to say that first, the first two years here, I, I have become tougher skinned than, uh, than I had before. But that's just, I think, just a part of, of the job and, and getting used to having to make a decision that doesn't always please everyone, that, but that is really done for the right reason. Well, it's called leadership, and we and we and we thank you for it. And well, I um, appreciate it. Yep. Um, and uh, we're going to let you go now. Naturally, we held you much longer of than course. we expected. I'm going <laughs> surprised well, I didn't get a um, a text from your public information officer <laughs> saying, "Will you please let him off the phone?" <laughs> I, uh, <laughs> I will. She, she'll she'll talk to you about that tonight. Seriously, yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is not over. <laughs> well, listen, it, it's always uh, it's it's nice to talk to you, and it's good to spend some time and actually talk about these things. So many, you, as you know, if I'm if at, on TV or some radio things, I I may get five minutes if if that to try to go into some policy and and talk about the things that we've done. So your program really gives uh, folks an opportunity to talk in depth more about. Uh, what we've done and some of the great things about Hartford County. Well, um, it was um, it was a great it was a great chat, and uh, we all learned a lot. And thanks again for your time. Okay, so uh, you're going to break what twenty five tomorrow? Um, it, going up. That, <laughs> I will break twenty five by the two and a half. <laughs> At 2.5 miles, and I'll keep going. All right. Well, thank you. Thank you. Actually, I'm going to take an Uber and be waiting for you at the finish line. All right. Okay. We'll see you. All right. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Okay, Les, naturally, um, I wouldn't wait over because I wouldn't be quiet. but that I, was, I was well, that was a great. It was. It was a great talk, and it was a good getting to hear. Um, I know um, 
uh, you know, we always say, when, you know, everybody who has a position of responsibility like that can't not make enemies. Mm-hmm. But um, you spend a little time with Barry and, um, you know, his, his humanity comes through. Absolutely. And, um, it, it, and his, his character as well. So it's uh, always an, an enjoyable um, to talk to him. Um, and we have some time left to do... Um, to talk about what's going on at the library coming up. As always, there's uh, great things that the Mary and the team are cooking up for us. What do we got? Well, first of all, I would like to thank everyone for showing up for Romancing the Chrome last weekend. We were rained out on the 22nd, and despite that, we had a fabulous crowd. We had 2,000 attendees. We had 170 amazing, unique, beautiful cars that are restored and driven with love. Beautiful sight. Oh, when you walk yes. onto that field, yes. it's like It is breathtaking, yeah. Um, and we raised over $12,000 for the Hartford County uh, Public Library Foundation. So that will go right to, you know, supporting all of our outreach and the wonderful programs that we have in place. So thank you, everyone, for coming. It turned out to be a beautiful day. So... And Christy's stomach acid level is back to a manageable amount. (laughs) You know, she's so at peace today. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And that's always good to see. And then we spoke a little bit earlier about the celebration of cultures, which, of course, the library is a huge supporter of, and we're actually participating at our Bel Air branch. We are transforming the children's section into Sherwood Forest. So we have a lot of activities. We're going to have a dance party, a scavenger hunt. We're going to have um, indoor safe bow and arrow contests and all types of things planned. So stop by the library um, anytime tomorrow between 10 and 8. We're going to stay open a little bit later on Saturday, and it should be a wonderful event. And I'd like to thank Mary Hassler for warning me on Facebook that she will be armed with a bow and arrow. She tomorrow. will be. She actually is very excited. She, um, this is going to be a, a wonderful opportunity for her to show off her talents. <laughs> it's, it's, you know, I, I mean, if she could live her whole life either as a, as a, as a, a member of the British royalty or as a Disney princess <laughs> or as some medieval fair maiden i think uh-huh. she would do it <laughs> yeah she was the first one to say i'm getting a costume and we're gonna you know do this right so her enthusiasm is contagious and you know it really drives a lot of the programming and outreach that we do at the library so it's good to have um that at the helm um another event we're gearing up for is event an event that happens all summer long it's our summer reading challenge and um you can actually register online now for it, but the kickoff is June 19th in Bel Air in Edgewood, and basically we have three levels of programming for all different ages, and it's a challenge to read a certain number of books. There's prizes, there are completion kits, there are activities planned throughout the whole summer that go back to the summer reading challenge. So it's really to keep kids in that frame of mind throughout the summer. And you really get a few a few yeah. few hundred kids, right? 18,000 last year. <laughs> so we're hoping to beat that record I love this that year. number. It is. It's an, it's incredible and you know, it is a labor of love that we work on all year long. There are hundreds of people at the library system, our volunteers, Everyone works together to make it happen. So thank you to everyone. We are right in the throes of it right now. We're making kits and getting them out to the libraries, and it's just a really exciting time for us. And thank you to our sponsors for it. We have um, Christy's been working to get some sponsors on board, and I believe she's going to be here uh, next week on the show to talk more in detail about some of those um, aspects of the challenge. Fantastic. Okay. I think that's it. I All think right. we've overstayed our welcome. <laughs> oh, but, but before I forget, you're listening to 970 AM WAMD. I get yelled at if <laughs> we don't do that. We don't want to do that. Uh, justifiably yelled at. <laughs> All right, guys, that's all the time we have for uh, the Hartford Edge. Thank you so much for listening, and we'll talk to you next week. 